So let's get back into this. Um, Genesis chapter 5, Genesis chapter 6, I'm sorry. Verse 5 is where we left off last. Someone read that one for me. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So, exactly what we was just talking about. So we we we've been discussing about um, you know where God where man came from. You got Adam and Eve come in, they sin, they get booted out. Cain gets upset. He doesn't offer the correct <clears throat> offering. Um, Abel does. He slaughters Abel. He's cursed, and so starts a line, a lineage of individuals not following after God. Seth comes around. That is God's continuation of the promise of the seed, right? Um, so through Seth's lineage, we, we followed, we saw how Seth's lineage takes us through Noah. So that shows us that he is that promised line of the seed. We notice in there a couple different places where individuals are said they walk with God or they first started calling God. But it also states that there are many other sons and daughters of all these individuals. Uh, we just talked about the sons of God and the daughters of men combining. Um, and we see what we're seeing here in this verse, God looks down at his people after, what would we say, probably about 1,500 years or so here, and sees that it has gone awry. That man's hearts, and how do they put it, um, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. All right? So he's looking down and he sees that man only cares about what man wants to care about. And he's pretty upset about this. It's interesting, though, like we've been talking about. Um, we'll put some verses up. I wrote these down to do this. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1-5. I need some new markers. Peter 3, 3. 1 Timothy Handwriting class. One. So, um, 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 5. Just know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, 
boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, petty, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Does that sound like that first verse that we just read in Genesis? How about 2 Peter 3 3? Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. How's that sound? Exact. Sounds exact. And then 1 Timothy 4 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from. The faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine, doctrines, doctrines of evil. Or devils. Or devils. So here you have, and it's interesting because we just read in Genesis about you know what God looked down and saw at the time of pre-flood, looks down and sees that all these men all the people were living their own heart, however they want. And now we read what is the prophecy for the, the coming to the end of, uh, of the return of Christ. The exact same thing. Isn't it amazing how we can start with men created in the image of God and we can't make it 2,000 years pre-flood here before he's got to start over starts completely over save one eight right begins with eight Noah found grace in the eyes of God right a godly lineage that he prepared through all this and then what happens after a flood we, we are six thousand years four thousand years I don't know you know we're not, I mean, they're predicting that kind of lifestyle, and they're only a couple thousand years from the flood here. Not to mention how far we are from that. So we continually, <coughs> this idea that it doesn't really matter because Jesus just loves you anyway, is complete hogwash. Because we see how much it matters. If we're not strict, which one do you have, are you confused by the second last one. Go ahead. Numbers. This is William. N-U-M. <laughs> um, here you have even people that are trying to do what's right. If it's not those, if it's not a whole, all focused on Christ, all focused on God, Old Testament, all focused on Christ, on New Testament. If you're not all single-minded in focus, it falls apart. Um, why sin I spell it right sin will grow x pon I had to look it up x ponin sin will grow exponentially with freedom and I don't mean just as a free people. What I'm saying is without the limits of the word of God. 
Okay? If we try to live our life outside of the parameters that the Bible has set, then we end up with man living with his heart evil thoughts. And evil thoughts aren't necessarily meaning, well, these people are walking around thinking about killing everybody. Evil thoughts are just anything that is not what God originally intended. Okay? If we are not focused on Christ, then our thoughts are not of God. So, what else can they be? Evil thoughts. What do you hear today? I don't have to follow God. I don't have to have Jesus. I don't, you always hear these, you know, I have my way or um, not trying to get off on another topic, but I just read an article where the Satanists are trying to sue some of these um, anti-abortion laws for religious freedom. They say restricting their abortions is against their religion. <laughs> then don't serve second class. I don't know to tell you our God's <laughs> top. Satan's, you know what I mean? But they will now twist. They, they have taken what is good, our freedom of religion, and they're trying to use it <clears throat> incorrectly. And that, and that was what the issue that the Jewish people had all those years. They took God's original laws and compounded to them and added to them and tried to interpret things for God and tried to figure out the way God was actually thinking. So they don't cross God and they actually got them to the point where the laws was restricting Jesus Christ himself. I mean, how many times were they on him about the washing of the hands or, or, or the broken cart? And You know what I mean? They, they're constantly like throwing God's laws against Jesus Christ, who was the word. <laughs> the writer, right, right. Right? You know, I'm pretty sure I know what I meant by, by that original not to work on the Sabbath kind of situation, you know? And so, but the mentality of that is it just rolls. If we, if we don't keep a grip on sin, and, and you know, how many times we've done that? If you're here, you know, if this is straight line, if you're only off a little bit here, what happens when you're way here? You know? And, and this just may be you. But then this becomes your, you know, grandkids. Or great-grandkids. You know what I mean? Yeah, it may, what little, tiny little bit you did, your little bit of bending that a little bit, you're right, it's not that big of a deal. But years down the road, what's happened to your kids, grandkids, great-grandkids? You know, if something I do leads my great-grandkids, sends them to hell down the road, did I do my job? Absolutely not. Okay. So you have this, this mentality. You have God looking down and he sees that sin has gotten completely out of control in just a, such a short amount of time. You know, you don't even realize how quickly that can happen. You know, it's it's next it's next minute. You, you know, you start trying to talk to people. You know, hey, won't you just come? You know, come by church. Well, it's been so long. I know we miss you. 
Well, you know, it's just been so long. You know, I just don't really know anybody or anything. So, you know, it's just one little thing after another. You get busy. We have work schedules. You know, get stuck working 50, 60, 70, who knows how many hours. You know, and it's just, it's like going to the gym. You start out really great, right? And you're going daily. Then, then something comes up. Well, I've been going all the time. What? No big deal if I miss today. Or even your diet, right? You do real good on your diet. Next thing you know, you're like, well, I shot that. You know, I haven't been to the gym in forever. I haven't been paying attention to my diet. What's just one donut hurt? You know, kind of a mentality. Um, so, and, and it's really sad because God looks down and he sees this perfect, this creation that he's already had to curse. But man, you know, you, I keep imagining God kind of like how, you know, when our bratty teenagers are causing trouble, we have to go back and, and look at the pictures of them as cute little babies <laughs> so we don't toss them out on their head, right? Well, not all of us, Cheryl, okay? <laughs> um, you know, and it's like I keep seeing God looking down and saying, listen, I had this perfect relationship set up. You guys had everything you needed. I got to walk with you in the garden. We would have daily conversations. You know, you were in my image. Thing was great. And now we are to the point that God looks down and he thinks, I'm going to have to destroy all of this. You know, you have made such a mess that even my, even what I, the seed that I promised you for salvation, I've got to wipe all of this out. You know, it's kind of like when you look in your kid's room, you think, I need to just burn it and start over because I'm not going to be able to get this clean, right? And it's sad when you look at something and you think, it's better off for me to just get rid of it and get new than it is for me to try to fix what this is. And then God looks down and says, my perfect creation, he didn't mess it up. We mess it up. The other part about this verse that I really like says, and God saw. I don't care what anybody says. God does see how we live. He does see how we live. That constant reminder, think about it in your head. Would God be happy if he saw me where I'm at? Well, he does see you where you're at. He does see me where I'm at. He sees the decisions that I make. He sees the attitude that I have. And, and, and here's, here's one that's really scary. He knows the thoughts that are in my head and in my heart. Right? So... We, some of those verses we read, it says they had a form of godliness, right? That's what's coming up. There are people in this church that are fake. There may be some in this class. I, I don't know all of our hearts. <laughs> Poor Randy, he's getting elbowed over here. It's like... <laughs> caught up in, in things even even in ministry we get stuck at not stuck that's a bad term we get, we're in a ministry and sometimes God will make a change and if we don't follow 
then you know, so, sometimes we're we may be serving God in the, in an area where He doesn't want us serving Him anymore. Now I'm not saying that you're evil because of it, but God knows our hearts. He knows our minds, and, and just like was said before, it's a heart condition. You cannot hide from God. And we could come into here with our Bibles, you know, with our King James Bibles and our suits and ties and our dresses, and we can stand up and sing the hymns and smile on our faces, and we're as rotten as the people in the world that won't set foot in this church. Okay? Go ahead. Isn't it funny? It's kind of like even from the beginning, I always think you have the commandments and the things like that, but it is always a heart condition and grace of God and understanding Him. You cannot legislate it. It's got to be a personal relationship with our Creator. Yeah, I, I can tell you, you know, I was telling our kids, I don't even know what how the text went that I, that I put. Um... I wish they knew what God had taken me out of, right. how I feel about it. They don't know how I feel. I wish my children knew how it felt to be carried through the hard times. I wish my children knew what it was like to have lived a bad life and to be saved from that and be redeemed for it. Because it would make their childhood, their growing up, a whole lot simpler. All right? I can't make them feel when, you know, are there secular songs that I, that I like? We watched Captain Marvel last night, and they were playing all those, those old tunes from back in those days. And they were looking at me because, like, oh, I know that song. I knew the words. And Andy was like, well, I can't believe that, right? You know? <laughs> But when I, when I listen to those, my Redeemer lives, and, and the songs of, you know, when God stands up and, and, and calls me home or unclouded day, those songs bring tears to my eyes because I'm in a point now that I, I can't prove here's God, but I can prove he's moved in my life, right. you know? And that's the stuff that I, I wish I could bottle and give you a drink of it. So I think you'll be hooked. I think the first time you, you get that feeling of God moving in your life, it changes things. Oh, it changes everything. And it makes you want to do better. It makes you, when God blesses you for serving him, it makes you want to do more, you know? And we have a God that watches us daily. You know, and there's a song where I was listening, I can't remember who sings it, but they're talking about how they walked by Buddha's grave and he was still there, Muhammad's grave, and he was still there. But when they got to the tomb, it was empty. You know, and we have a God who cares, cares enough to look. You know, he's not this. You know this floating being in the world he looks down and sees daily this wasn't a shock for him when he looked down here either it's not like oh my goodness i come back to my farmville a week later and realize it's gone completely crazy right i haven't checked in you know um for me it would have been um sim city so uh you know 
he's constantly, he sees this. That's why he, he makes the changes. And it, well, it seems to us like changes, but that's why he does the direction and stuff. Oh, we got to get rolling. Lastly, um, as we go through the rest of that, we'll see God must punish sin. That's in verse 6. Someone read that for me. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. All right. God sees the sin, and God has to punish it. There's no way around it. He can't allow it to continue. Because the sinful lifestyle eventually would, it destroys his ultimate plan. And that is to put us all back into a Garden of Eden type situation. That's his plan. His whole angry, evil God, his entire plan is to give us back what we messed up in the first place. Yeah, he's horrible. I just can't believe you do stuff like that. So we're not even going to get into, I was just going to tell you right now, this, that verse, repent, this is one of the, you know how we talked about the great debate of the Nephilim? Yeah, well, these contradictions, apparently God repents, which people say is really bad because there are places where it says, God repents, and there's places where it says God won't repent, and there are places where it says that if God repents, he's like a man. So, we're not going to get into that today, thankfully. I just want to let you know I struggled really hard with that one. I actually had to call Dan on that one. But that's what he's here for. We will deal with that next week, okay?